This is E2B, Energy to Business, a podcast by Opportune, where we bring you in-house expertise that serves all energy sectors. We examine emerging financial and technology trends and provide a broad perspective on ways to stay ahead, create opportunities, and execute market strategies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of E2B, Energy to Business, an opportune podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B, and thank you so much for joining us, everyone, and listening along to another episode of E2B. So on today's episode, we're getting a look at how AI is being brought to the energy industry. As shifts in the market from COVID to bearish investments have culminated in a difficult year for oil and gas, and as energy companies make continued green energy investments, the type of operational data across the board that's being collected is diversifying and increasing. So how does AI step in as a solution and what are some of the most common challenges in integrating AI to our day-to-day operations? We're looking to get these questions answered today with Patrick Long. He's Director for Opportune's Process and Technology Consulting Practice. Patrick, great to have you on. How are you doing? Great. Thank you, Daniel. Doing great. Absolutely. Yeah. Great to have you on. Looking forward to unpacking this conversation. There's a lot of timely points to intersect here. So I'm looking forward to getting into the nitty gritty. Uh, Let's start first by having you just give us a quick elevator pitch of the kind of work that you do with Opportune so people understand the perspective and uh, the experience that you're bringing to our conversation today. Yeah, certainly. So uh, as you mentioned, I am a director in our process and technology group. And so my focus is going into companies and helping with their business issues. At the heart of it, there is some system or some technical aspect that needs work, but first and foremost, and something that probably will come out as we go through AI, is the process aspects. Perfect. All right. Thanks for the context. So let's get a little more specific now. Obviously, integrating AI into any industry is almost always linked intimately to the data that is collected in said industry. Everything from operations to sales to uh, manufacturing, directives, IT, et cetera, et cetera. So as the energy industry continues to adapt to various market needs and advancements in technology, what are some of the most critical data points you're seeing uh, energy professionals are having to work with? It's evolving quickly. Every week you seem to see a new headline for another software company or um, an existing, call it a tech mogul, right, out of Silicon Valley that is trying to gain entry into the space. So probably one of the biggest data points that energy professionals have to contend with is just there's so many tools. I would almost equate this to when iPhones first hit the market or Androids, and there was just a huge proliferation of apps that opened up. And so that is the case here. Companies, uh, the software companies are looking to get into new markets. Energy is a great market. Its needs are adapting. It's getting more complex. There's more um, of an opportunity for sensors and collecting information. And then there's the visualization of the information. There's cleanup of data. There are just a whole host of aspects that make it very attractive for software companies. But there is just quite frankly, just a huge landscape that hasn't settled down into kind of the one, two or three different providers. So it's probably one of the biggest things that energy professionals have to grapple with is 
what am I trying to solve? And am I looking for a point solution or am I looking for something that is going to integrate in with a, a larger suite of applications that I might already have existing at the company? And are you seeing that AI as a tool is helping streamline unstructured data, complicated algorithms, and just the general overflow of data points for energy professionals? And if so, can you get a little more specific into exactly how AI is stepping in as said tool? Yeah, it is. It is. Unstructured data and complicated algorithms, those are two that that tend to, to pop up the most. So for unstructured data, this is getting into being able to, um, oh, everything from, from reading contracts or paper-based materials, something that traditionally was done where someone's going to have to look and analyze it, but being able to feed that through some optical scanner or being able to pick off comments that people are leaving on various forms and then making sense out of it. Typically, when you have a system, an ERP system or a trading risk system, like I'm used to working with in downstream, it's very structured data. But now the comments are, are free flowing. The materials that are being scanned in, there's no telling what it's like. And so it is a way and suddenly there's this huge proliferation of just more data points. The next part of it that is certainly helping is turning towards the logistics that are in support. Nothing happens in a vacuum in energy. And again, I think that's one of the attractive aspects of it for companies to get into because you've got sensors on everything's from trucks to rail cars to pipelines to vessels. And there's certainly these days is a huge complication. I mean, why don't we mix in COVID? I mean, it's hard enough as is for managing inventory, but now add in some other complications with the human factors. Um, and so you do need something that is going to be able to interpret all of that information so that a company knows. Maybe it's okay that the shipment is ahead of schedule, or maybe it's okay that it's behind schedule, right? Either way, something has got to interpret that, all of that new data coming in, and then present it to a user to make quick and easy uh, sense out of it. So it sounds like in the energy industry, AI is really fitting in pretty seamlessly as said tool to better manage all of these disparate data points. What does that work look like when there isn't AI as a solution? Is it more manual? Is it happening at all? Is the data just staying cluttered and unstructured forever? What does that look like without AI as support? Yeah, so the work is still the work. Um, the logistics still move. Um, and if you have an edge and an ability to interpret that data, right, using algorithms, then so much the better. But otherwise, if you don't, you still have to react to whatever the industry is doing. And so in place of artificial intelligence comes experience and the human component. And so it's really experienced professional that I've seen that is able to interpret the signals in the market and know what is noise versus what are true signals and then position their company to best meet those. Again, take COVID. It's so erratic with the, the different factors and the huge drop off in demand and what's that's done with prices and inventory and then trying to figure out when things are getting it back to normal, whatever that means. You can use and feed into the algorithms tons and tons of information, but short of that, you still need someone to make sense out of it, to know what is statistically significant um, for feeding through because the best algorithm still needs interpretation. 
This isn't like a, uh, you know, a, a bad uh, movie where the, the system comes to life. There's still a human on the other side. And so there is this trade-off between complexity versus ease of use and actually making sense of it so you can have actionable insight. So I want to go ahead and contextualize some of this around uh, more recent events in the energy industry. Uh, specifically, we're going to mostly hit on oil and gas today. So in 2020, even outside of COVID, the oil industry has been hit pretty hard, specifically infrastructure. Major pipelines, including DAPL, Keystone, and Atlantic Coast were shut down or lost investment this year. Uh, and now when you add COVID to the mix, there's also been a massive reduction in available labor in the industry. Energy tech company Baker Hughes does some weekly calculations of oil rigs across the U.S. And uh, in the last year, the largest oil producing state, which is Texas, has lost almost 330 land based rigs. And the number two state, North Dakota, went down from 51 rigs to 10 rigs. So, you know, a mix of different market shifts there. But how have these changes necessitated more AI for data capture, data analysis, or operational efficiency? Where are you seeing some connections? Yeah, good question. On one hand, you've got this loss of rigs. You do still have some infrastructure that is out there and producing. It isn't all completely shut in. So companies want to chase and they want to get the cost out of the equation usually and unfortunately that tends to manifest with furloughs and people being laid off but the work is still the work um, it might be at a smaller scale and so there is a need for efficiency and technology so as far as a connection you know one thing that we're seeing one of the trends is that companies still need these services but they're not going to be able to provide them and they're more apt to want to subscribe to them much like you would subscribe to something on your you know your iphone or your android device um, for being able to do something for you so it's it's more bite-sized services that people are after the Energy has always been very cyclical. And so when it rebounds, there still will be a need to, for companies to use some degree of artificial intelligence uh, for being able to churn through their, their information and, and retain that competitive advantage. Again, kind of going back to people oftentimes, and it's the part that stinks in a cyclical environment, the, the more experienced individuals may also be the ones that are more likely to um, have a larger salary and the ones that, you know, could be first ones cut. It just depends on the company, right? So here I would say that tools, artificial intelligence, and, and even, you know, some more basic ones are needed so that a company can still understand its operations, can still understand the data that's being presented towards it. Of those two different market shifts or issues that I laid out, which one do you think is going to continue to influence the need for AI and for data analysis and efficiency moving forward and why? I think the pipeline shutdown is probably going to have the biggest impact. So rig counts will fall, rig counts will rise. But as far as it goes, logistics by nature is a connecting feature. And so when you take a pipeline out of the mix, the product still has to get to market. If you uh, find the best and most highest quality grade out in the middle of nowhere, it still has to get to market to be valuable. And right. so removing these pipelines forces the 
people to have to look elsewhere and innovate and try to find uh, new and different uh, ways for it to get to market. And so it puts a burden on other logistics. Uh, I saw an article just the other day that the state of Indiana was looking into the hardships imposed by uh, crude looking for um, taking use of the rail lines. And it's at the expense of all the grain and food. Um, and there were some serious concerns about um, the security of moving of moving the grains and other crops down and getting those to market. This is where AI is is needed for understanding the trade-offs, the timing, because it's going to be tighter for scheduling. Rail companies, even getting you know barges and maybe thinking unconventionally about different uses or ways to use uh, trucks. You know, all of that has to come into play and companies are going to have to get more sophisticated to get the product to market. So let's get more specific with the kinds of projects that you're seeing AI get used for and where the most success is being found. What are some of the most interesting use cases that you're seeing and that you're finding to be most successful for AI in the energy industry and why? Yeah, um, really great question. So two things popping up in my mind. The first one is forecasting. Companies, especially these days, have a limited amount of resources in which to deploy, right, to get their products to market and reach their customers. So how can a company optimize, truly understand its demand from the customers, and then figure out the supply and get the cheapest supply by the most efficient means to those customers. And so that's some one place where artificial intelligence comes in for those optimization models. It's not easy. There, there are tons of factors that go in and complicated algorithms for factoring in weather and transportation and traffic patterns. And then also understanding, especially when something like COVID hits, what, what is the pattern? What is the historical data that we have to be able to figure out and predict what is likely to be the need for the upcoming future in the next three months, six months, there really is none. So you do need something like an artificial intelligence, an engine that will help to point out what are essentially is the noise versus what are some true signals so that a company knows that it really does need to ramp up. It might need to make an extra investment in some logistical routes, some extra drivers, some extra equipment to service new demand. Versus, you know, a bit of a blip in the radar and perhaps getting by with with what is there. So optimization is a really neat one because it, it involves just a really complex set of logistics that factors into it um, and all of the uh, all of the intricacies and nuances that go with it, especially in the energy space. And given that we have COVID and humans that are involved in in kind of the extra buffer that's going to be needed from a health factor. A second type of use case that's always been there and interesting, but I think is is making a bit of a resurgence just because of dashboards and sensors is around um, a predictive maintenance. And so here, the idea generally is you can't run something into the ground or you can run it into the ground, but it tends to be more expensive. Feels like a good idea that you maintain and change the oil in your car and like, you know, rotate the wheels and Get in, a, get in a, a checkup every now and then. Well, the same applies for equipment out in the field. And again, with fewer people and companies stretched, the equipment is going to take more of a beating. A rail car that maybe was in a maintenance loop um, might need to have its, its uh, maintenance extended um, before it can come back into the shop. 
just because of available shifts or just kind of the way in which a company is focused, or perhaps you're having to travel further distances um, just because uh, some of the rigs are shut down and you might have to change some of the routes for drivers. Right. So all of that puts stress on equipment and there's a greater amount of sensor data that is available and making sense of it. So the really cool thing is when you get an aha moment where you realize what it is that is actually the kind of the blinking light on the dashboard before you get into some complete failure. And so that is definitely a really neat um, use case that a lot of companies are gravitating towards because there is a very quick and in once you do figure out that aha moment, you know that if the uh, you hear some vibration, right, is, is that just kind of getting into a groove like a fan starting up? Or is it a signal that something is imminent and soon going to, well, break and fail and be more costly? I love having this AI conversation with uh, thought leaders from different industries because what I hear most often is trying to completely reiterate that... AI isn't a wand wave. It isn't a magic solution or a silver bullet, right? right? And that even though, you know, when discussed and described, it can often be pointed to as a really useful tool, it is that. It is a tool that needs to be refined and, you know, used with a human touch as well. So that leads me to think how is AI in the energy industry? affecting and shifting the demands, expectations, and training of the professionals who have to use these tools in the industry? Because obviously someone has to use the tool. So yeah, what are your thoughts there? Um, how is AI and energy shifting those expectations for professionals? Yeah, that's, that's an interesting one. I would say it is about the fact that we as humans are generally creatures of habit, and we like to settle into routines organizations and companies are also creatures of habit and also like to settle into routines. And those routines manifest in our processes and they may or may not use a system and they may or may not use some kind of spreadsheets or manual processes off to the side, but companies creep along and they generally figure out how to get something done. Is it the most efficient? No, maybe not. Could AI help them? Absolutely. But there's always a human component that's involved. And so some of this is a threat. You know, it's new technology. It's You don't see it. It's more in this black box. It's developed by people who come straight out of university and have PhDs next to their name or come out of Silicon Valley. It's not the same culture as, you know, where the, the industry and the knowledge kind of grew up in the field and then migrated back into the office. So it's a little harder to kind of wrap your arms around what is in that black box. So there's there is a definite component in you. In you one of the biggest challenges is for getting someone to adopt is the show me. You have to slowly prove it out. Another thing is, you know, back to the habits. Um, you have to understand the motivations of each individual. And some people just are not motivated, even though they complain about their processes, to change it to be better because, again, they're fearful. So it has to be presented in a non-threatening way so you can show them that, yes, there are other things that you can do with your time so that you don't have to 
you know, just transcribe data or, or clean up bad data all throughout the day. There's a bit of a generational shift. There's always a, a group that is on the verge of retiring. Um, or soon to be retiring. And with COVID, there's a bit of a hastening of that, of early retirement packages going out. Um, there's a new crop of spry young individuals straight out of university, straight out of, you know, whatever, whatever job and, and looking to make their mark. And so there's usually a clash for people who have been doing something a certain way for most of their career. And then suddenly they're brand new tools. What the ironic thing is, is that these same people who fight it in the energy industry are those who also have smartphones, smart speakers, go on and shop on all of the various websites that incorporate AI. They, they use driving apps to help navigate around traffic. So it's not that it's not out there, but it's making people aware of those same fundamentals and how that can be used to help them in their current job. And it's just something that takes time. There's no one way to do it. It's just, it really is, uh, you know, as we used to say, kind of hand-to-hand -hand combat, kind of working with each individual and, and battling through whatever their challenges are and then trying to figure out what their motivations are so they will adopt the new technology. Right. At the end of the day, you really have to think about it as how is this tool going to relate to the individual people and their, you know, their needs as professionals and as people using this tool. Yeah. And it's, uh, it seems like such a simple framing for how to bring new technology to an industry. But I feel like uh, it often can be lost or if, if not thought of as one of the core components of how you introduce said technology to an industry, you know, that human centric element can be left behind or taken for granted. Um, do you find that that happens in energy as well when not really, you know, not honed in as a, a focused area where companies need to craft some direction for integrating AI in, into their companies and their operations? Yeah, no, it, it can be left behind and especially so these days. So other areas that tend to get cut are, you know, some of the, some of the ones that focus on the, the process improvements within a company. Um, people may look at them as extraneous and when there's a need to trim expenses off, it's these individuals who are constantly working with users and helping them through their technology issues. So some of the champions that, that might be lost. Um, and going through. Yeah, it's just one of those things where a slow adoption can be painful, but it's also, it's one where the tone needs to be set the right way in a company from a top down. So uh, someone in the C-suite needs to set direction that there is a new tool that's being integrated and it is not going to result in a loss of jobs or a dramatic amount of you know, busy work or something like that, that they might be used to from the past, but rather it's something to help and improve. And there's, there's this open dialogue just to make sure that people are being heard about what their concerns are so they can be addressed in a timely manner. I want to go ahead and wrap the podcast by looking at how different tangential industries are viewing AI, how they're viewing AI and energy and what that has to say about the future of AI as a tool in the energy industry. So many of the country's most prominent tech companies 
which include ones like Microsoft, Google, Amazon, you know, the ones often uh, associated with big tech. Mm -hmm. They offer enterprise AI and cloud services, and uh, those services are now becoming a major point of revenue for these companies. They're looking at the energy industry as one with major potential for business and as one for major potential uh, for AI solutions. What do you think that this has to say about the energy industry, that these major players are investing in creating AI solutions uh, and that they're aiming them at the energy industry? Well, first, I think it's just tremendously exciting, right? Anytime you get these big names, then people get excited about the kind of investment that's there because this means jobs. This means these companies moving into a particular city um, and people being able to sort of get it to a reinvigoration. The energy industry is very entrepreneurial, just first and foremost, and has constantly evolved and constantly when you go through these cycles, there's always an evolution when it comes to technology. And this is yet another time when there is an influx and there's an opportunity of these other tech companies wanting to get involved. They see it as, as an opportunity where they may have reached a certain plateau or an area in consumer goods or entertainment or other aspects, and they need to continue to grow. And so the energy industry is ripe with opportunity for sensor data, unstructured data. I mean, it's a chaotic place. And that's where the experienced individual has been over the years to be that bridge to absorb all of these inputs, make sense out of it based on schooling um, and going through calculations and then making decisions. Times are changing. You've got COVID, people have been furloughed, some of the experience is retiring. And so it's exciting, right, to see that these tech companies are trying to put forth solutions. The opportunity that's there is more now more than ever the need for people who have the experience. Because as much as you have the technology that is the best best black box of all black boxes that are out there, you need application. So there's still this need for people to be able to apply the technology and create these use cases and then make sense out of it all, right? When it's implemented, because this isn't a install it and walk away and be done with it. It's always going to be evolving. And so you are going to need, and there are going to be some exciting opportunities for individuals who want to embrace it to be involved with new and emerging technologies. So I think of it as very exciting and it makes me very optimistic um, for the energy space and is not an industry that is by any means dwindling or any of the technology fading by any stretch of the imagination. And as AI becomes more mainstream for the energy industry, what challenges do you think will continue to persist in integrating and using AI to its full potential? Uh, is there anything that stands out to you as Something critical to be keeping our mind on as we close out this podcast. Yeah, so I like analogies. So I would look love to the uh, you know the VHS versus beta, right? <laughs> sure. Um, or people who kind of take the side of Android versus iPhone. It comes down to standards. The landscape can't support the huge proliferation of all of the technologies and standards, and so there will be a convergence. And so one of the challenges in a place where we play is around the integration and making it as easy as possible to integrate all of these various and disparate technologies together. So as a user, they shouldn't have to figure out how to do that. They should be able to look at a dashboard and use their background and their experience and figure out based on 
a range of values, the coloring of a chart or some other information that's out there, what's the best action to take for that point in time? So I think converging on those uh, particular kind of the winners, it's still going to take some time. And it's, it's, again, it's exciting. There may be another company out there, aside from the ones that you mentioned earlier, that's going to win the day. But that's, that's just it. It's still an emerging area. And I would say it's far from being done and decided. All right, Patrick Long, I think that does it for our conversation today. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of E2B, Energy to Business. Again, we've been chatting with Patrick Long. He's the Director for Opportunes Process and Technology Consulting Practices. Patrick, if folks want to find out a little bit more about the work that you're doing here at Opportune, get in contact with you, or just find out more, uh, where can they go? Uh, they can go out to opportune.com and they can uh, check out all the different uh, thought leadership that we have out there and a lot of case studies, and then they'll be able to navigate through and connect with any one of us here in the process and technology group. There's a lot of exciting stuff that we're working with these days. Perfect. Patrick Long, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Appreciate it. And thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of E2B, Energy to Business, an opportune podcast. If you like what you heard and want to listen to previous episodes, make sure that you're subscribing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You'll also be notified whenever we drop new, fresh content. You can also go to our website at opportune.com. Again, opportune.com. On there, you can find more information about our solutions, services, and of course, all of our content, which includes episodes of the podcast, articles, videos, blogs, and much more. So thanks again for listening. Make sure you're leaving a rating and a comment wherever you listen to your podcast content. And I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. We'll catch you next time on E2B Energy to Business.